Stay tuned as we get to know Franklin Town Councilor Bob DeLorco coming up next on Chapters. Welcome everyone to another edition of Chapters. In studio today I have my friend, Town Councilor Bob DeLorco. Welcome, Bob. Thanks, Jim. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, we have been doing a series of pieces interviewing a town councilors so we can better get to know the people that lead this community. I have known Bob now for just over three years, Bob. I've actually known a lot more about you <laughs> by reputation, and our, my son uh, has attended many of your family's bonfires over the years. Yeah, probably most of the town has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. But, Bob, we got involved together at the same time with the formation of the SAFE Coalition, and I owe you a debt of gratitude for helping found that with Jeff Roy and Jennifer Knight. Bring us back to those days uh, in 2015. Before we get into your role as town councilor, what was going on back in 2015 that made you think that the uh, coalition might be a good response? Well, uh, Jim, back in what was it, May of that year, I believe it was, um, we had five, uh, about five deaths of, of youth. And uh, I think I coached four of them. Wow. And, and um, so I was, you know, I was kind of upset. So the first phone call I made was to uh, obviously Rep Roy. And I said, Jeff, we have to do something. And uh, he agreed. He said he was already on board. And then uh, we called District Attorney Mike Morrissey. And then um, that's when we set up that... Um, panel in yep. the open forum. I was on the panel. Yeah, you were. June 30th of 2015. It was a big night for me, Bob. Right. Um, as you know, I had been suffering with a family member for many, many years, mm -hmm. and I just felt totally alone. And mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't met you in person before that night. Mm -hmm. um, I was driving down 140, saw the flashing sign, opioid meeting tonight. I said, my mm -hmm. God, they're going to talk about this in town? It really hadn't been talked about, had it? No, no. It, it, it came on so fast that we just needed to do something, so we needed to do it right away. And when that fell all fell together, believe me, when I got up to speak that night, I, I looked into the audience and I was like, I can't believe that this town brought so many people together so fast. There was I three mean, to four hundred people. Oh, it was unbelievable. And most of them had the common bond with me that they yeah. were there for a loved one. Yes, and that and the stories really hit home yeah. that night, especially yours, your story, uh, Jim. It, it just you know broke. Uh, Jeff and I up a little bit and I remember Jeff saying to me we need if we're going to start this coalition we need to find somebody to run this but it's going to be in the audience that night and thank God you were there because Man. we picked you right out of the audience. I'll tell you <laughs> what it has been without a doubt the most rewarding thing I've ever been involved with and the work is vitally important I love what we do but you know Bob more than anything it's it's uh, getting to know the people and I consider you to be one of those you are a friend yeah, of mine too. now and you'd be a friend for life um, uh, I have to tell you Bob that being a good leader involves taking risks doesn't it yeah, and, and you were taking a risk that night Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about a subject that not everybody wanted to talk about. No, but I, I said to myself and, you know, to Jeff and to, you know, everybody else in town that, you know, we have to do something, even if it's, I hated to say it, but I said, even if it's wrong, at least we're out there, we're going to try to do something and we'll get something started. And, and that's basically uh, where we came from there. And you know, Jim, you know, and again, you'll be my friend for the rest of my life too. I mean, we, we, we you know, we have become very close. I feel, and um, 
you know, the, the, a lot of things that we worked together, and you know, the, you know, obviously that one night that we we were sitting on that porch with the first OD that we went to, and um, we both looked at each other and said, "What do we do now? What do we do now? What do we do I'll now? I'll never forget. That. I'll never forget that as long as." And, I... and now we have a response, and happily. Uh, with your leadership, Bob, we have brought Narcan training to town. All the police cruisers have Narcan, yeah. which wasn't the case, uh, you know, seven or eight, ten years ago. I mean, right. they weren't doing that. Um, but our community is ready to respond. And the reason why I brought this up first is this is our nation and, yes, our community's number one health crisis. We are uh, happily have fewer overdoses today in 2018 than we had in 2017, but we have a long, long way to go and we're still losing people. Bob, let's uh, kind of roll things back a little bit and talk about you as a person. Um, I know that you grew up in Hyde Park. Yes, I did. And, uh, <laughs> but you're no stranger to Franklin, to say the least. Your no. father had a real strong connection here. Well, yeah, my father was actually born here, and he, yeah. he moved to um, High Park after he got married at the age of 31. So, um, But, you know, all, all my cousins and my uncles and aunts, they all lived here. My father was the only one that really moved out. That's because my mother wouldn't move here. <laughs> <laughs> but he wound up coming back here every Thursday night. Every Thursday night for 44 years he came back. Forty-four years, and your dad's buried here. Yes, he is. He yeah. wouldn't be buried in Hyde Park. He made that. He made that deal with my mother. He said, "I'll live in Hyde Park, but I'm going to be buried back in Franklin." You can't make it. Up. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, uh, I understand that uh, you grew up in Horace Mann's home. Oh, my! My father was actually born, and that was his claim to fame. Your father was born in, in Horace Mann's home. Right, he was born in the same house as Horace Mann was. He <laughs> he said that to the day he died. <laughs> And he wasn't alive when the statue came along. No, unfortunately, no. no he died you, a year after. You we served actually on that moved committee. Him back, yes, we did. You did. You I moved did. him back. He, yeah, he was back home for a, for a year because my mom passed before him, and I then see. we all moved out here. Yeah. And uh, my brother also, and uh, so he lived with my brother, and uh, so he was home for a year before he, before he passed. Yeah, Fam <laughs> family is really central to 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 what you do, Bob. Oh. Yeah, I'm very strong. And as far as my cousins, they're more like brothers to me than, and brothers and sisters to me than, than right. most cousins are. And, and you know, having yeah. known, knowing you the way I do, at once you you get to like somebody, you treat people like family. And that I have to tell you, Bob, it's um, yeah. it's been an enormous pleasure getting to know you because uh, what you see is what you get. Yeah, that with would. You. <laughs> and, and 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 when you when you say you're going to do something, you do it, and and uh, you treat people like family. Bob, what is it that attracted you to town government? Well, I was I was always involved like with politics back in IPAC. I actually came up with them through the Menino campaign. That's right. Yeah. Actually, when he went ran for city councilor, and he borrowed my truck, and we put all the Menino <laughs> signs in. And That's great. Tommy, of course, my mother and Tommy's mother graduated high uh, high school together. Yeah. So uh, my mother had a little edge because she used to change Tommy's diapers. So she she had a little edge with Tommy. <laughs> That's a great story. So, yeah. So, but I was always involved, and I always liked helping people. Like my, my, and that was basically from my dad. He used to say, you, you know, your community is only as strong as the people that run it, and yeah. and, and always, you know, always give back to the community. Yep. So, I, I, it, it's been, it's been a great 
joy for me. It's obviously I had to learn a lot when I first got sure. on because you think you know a lot, but you don't. You know, you know. So, right, you right. <laughs> so, Bob, you are a four-term council. You started in 2010 here in mm-hmm. Franklin. Um, obviously, the community was near and dear to your heart. It started right. with your father, um, but you have also coached Pop Warner. You've coached CYO basketball. Uh, yes, these, I did. You know a lot of people and coach, in town. And I coached high school football, too, when yeah. my son was going through it. You too. did? Yes, I okay. did. Okay, all right. And with uh, a lot of the Franklin P, uh, PD. Yeah. We actually coached over in Bellingham our first year. When no my kidding. son was a freshman, yeah. yeah. And then we all came back... Uh, to Franklin as a so- when my son became a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as a result, you know, a lot of these families uh, mm-hmm. through through your connections through football. Right. Um, kind of fast Please. fast forward back to the conversation we started with. Unfortunately, you knew a lot of the families that have suffered from uh, addiction and paid that uh, that horrible price of losing a child. Yes, right? and 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 one of the reasons why the, the the Safe Coalition is is near and dear to my heart is. When I got involved, I saw not only the the attic have such a bad issue, it was the families that went through so much, so much pain that I saw, you know, you know, sitting in houses where there's not, nothing left, no TVs, jewelry gone, they're locking everything up. One of the guy, one of the uh, young men that passed away, his father told me that when they used to go out he used to have to nail the windows shut because he wow. he'd come back and he ended up passing in that 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 time and he was a great kid growing right. up you know right. brought tears to my heart to it's horrible and you know yeah. the great thing is bob i mean you have the empathy to to sit and think about the fact that this is an illness oh, that absolutely. these that these are good kids that are and good young men and women that are doing terrible things in the name of supporting their habit and their illness. And it's not a choice, unfortunately. Once you get down the road like that, particularly with opioids, they have a yeah. terrible grip on you. But you're right about the carnage with the families. And, yes. and I go to Learn to Cope. I'm a facilitator at Learn to Cope here right. in Franklin's every Monday night, 262 mm-hmm. Chestnut Street. It's a great group. Um, and it is for families and loved ones of those that are suffering from substance use disorder. But I'll tell you that the stories in there, they follow the same pattern. It's they started experimenting, then they started using on a regular basis, then along comes the petty crime and, mm. and taking from family, alienation from the family, and then the pursuit of recovery. Um, and the Safe Coalition has been uniquely positioned to to help people at Mm. help with prevention, education, reducing stigma, and also reducing the barriers to treatment, and you've been instrumental in that. Bob, um, when you started as a town councilor, it was your first time in politics, right? Elected official, yes. As an elected uh, official, yes. right. Mm. Um, how has the town changed materially since, uh, you know, in the six years you've been town councilor? Well, I mean, you know, obviously we've got a new high school, yep. which is, uh, you know, which I voted for sure. and very proud of. It's uh, a be- what a beautiful facility. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I don't know if the t- town has changed all that much, really, to be honest with you. How about the challenges as town councilor? What what new challenges do you have? Well, we, we obviously have a bu- budget issues, mm-hmm. and and one of my biggest, one of my biggest issues is is not to cut service. So I don't, you know, I don't want any, I don't want no layoffs, you know, I don't want no teachers cut, I don't want, you know, and hopefully, you know, we've been good and it looks like 2019, the budget's going to be, but going to be um, balanced too. And, you know, thank God to our legislators, you know, uh, Richard Ross, Karen Spilger, Jeff Roy, 
that you know they've given us a ton of uh, state aid, even though we you know we've got cut, but not drastically. Mm. So we don't have to you know we don't have to lay DPW workers off a police police officer. We're going to hire five new police officers, mm-hmm. but you know thanks to the union, which you know. Um, you know, I've negotiated contracts as a union teamster, but uh, these guys actually sat down and they, they, that's what's good about this town. They sat down and they said, they're actually, their overtime is going to get cut, but we're going to have five new police officers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not greedy. So they're, they were really know, looking out for the They're looking the out for the And the, the long-term good. The long-term good. Yeah. And yeah. which is, which is tremendous. And now, I said that at one of the meetings, I said, I can't believe they did this, and I never thought it would go through, but, I, you know, I'm very proud of them. Well, I'm guessing that um, the skills that you learned as a union negotiator have to be fundamental in what it is to be a good town counselor. Well, yes, because, you know, even as a, as a, as a negotiator, which my father was a, a negotiator, too. He was a United Steelworker. But he always told me that, you, you know, you, you have to listen to both sides. And you have to come into a happy medium, which is tremendous because if you know if the union's on one way, and the in the management's on the other way, and we can't come down to a happy medium, so that you gotta you you have to do that to be successful. Sure. And I, a lot of the unions, the fire department has, um, you know, what um, better way to to learn how to work with people and the art of compromise, right? Exactly. I'll give a little, you give a little. Right. And you yeah. know, and yeah. and you know, Jamie and Jeff sometimes talk to me about union issues and I'll mm-hmm. tell them that you know tell them this is what you know what I think and, yep. and they're great yep. and and uh and and you know a lot of times I'm sitting down between both of them being a happy meeting. Sure, sure. <laughs> I want to remind everybody, we're speaking with Town Counselor Bob DeLorco. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast chaptersradio.com. Bob, you brought up something that I think uh, I haven't heard other counselors talk about and I know they're involved with it, but you brought up the relationship with your state representative and how important that is. Can you talk to me a little bit about what it's like and why that's important that you have a good relationship with your state rep? Well, I you know, uh Jeff is awesome. I mean, you know, because a lot of times I'll get a phone call from somebody that's, you know, healthcare. You know, their healthcare is in trouble, and they're, they're looking to me for an answer. And, you know, I I, I really don't have one yeah. to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, of course. And uh, the one the one good thing I I in Karen's the same way, and Richard's the same way too. But um, I always go to Jeff because we're we're you know we're close friends. But I uh, you know. He really thinks of the people, you know, at the end of the day, he does the budget. He does, you know, he, you know, he, he tries to get, you know, more employment here out of economic development, he, you know, housing and everything. But the one good thing about Jeff, at the end of the day, he's here to help people. Right. And that, and, and that's the, he means I'll say, Jeff, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'll be the first one to tell you that. He said, just give him my cell phone. He goes, I'll take care of it from there. And you know what? I never hear from him again. You know, so I think I think he takes care of it. I've had the <laughs> sa- I've had the same experience. And while not every issue, he can't always resolve every right. issue, right. Um, and he can't always resolve it favorably. But yeah. one thing he will do is give you the hardest effort he possibly can. Oh, and I have not had there hasn't been one time that I haven't referred somebody to him that they haven't called me back and said, you know what? He was so attentive to what I wanted. He was so engaged and he did everything in a timely basis thank you for sending me to him right um 
for you, though, it's got to be really important. He, here he is. His role is to bring back aid for right. us here locally from the state and to yeah. represent his district, right. which yeah. is, is Franklin and part of Medway, mm. um, in getting that aid. So you really have to rely on him for budget needs, right? Oh, absolutely. Chapter 70, cha- you know, chapter 90, he, mm-hmm. you know, and he, you know, of course, you know, having Karen where she is too helps now, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, Jeff's on the house side, so he has to, you know, he has to push our stuff through the house, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, but yeah, by all means, he's, I think the best thing Jeff does is he plays both sides, you know, he can, he can, he can work both ways, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and he just, people like him, yeah. you know. It and, really is a coordinated uh, approach, right? Because right. you, you have to rely on your state legislators to bring aid back and then you've got to rely on your fellow town counselors to, to, to render a vote on the budget right. and, and to make things work right. and you've got your town administrators. It's really a coordinated thing. And one of the things that I didn't realize, Bob, is <clears throat> that your powers as town counselor are really narrow defined by the charter, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have to follow the charter all the way. I mean, people yeah. want to blame town counselors for everything. Yeah, and sometimes it, we, it's out of our hands. I know I, I sure <laughs> did before I got to know you guys. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's out of our hands, right, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, you have to follow the charter because you know, you know. I yeah. mean, that's the way. That's a, and that's zoning. A zoning takes care of uh, permits that have been issued before you were in existence. I mean, the yeah. zoning. All right. of those things have a very. Yeah. They they are they are um, put through in a very methodical way, and and town councilors don't have a lot of leeway on getting those things reversed or right. uh, or whatever. Some of the issues we've dealt with too is years ago. Some of the councils, the selectmen, whoever they were, they've they've done stuff that, but. But now you sit there and you, and I've always said, there was a couple issues came out, came up one on uh, on Mill Street about the the well the wells yeah. on private property. Right. But I've always said, just because they've said something wrong, I can't throw these people under the bus. We mm-hmm. we, we have to take care of them. You know, obviously, my fellow counselors said the same thing. So so it's it's almost yeah. it's like it's grandfathered in a way. You, you got to do something. Yeah. We got to do something because yeah. I mean it's not his fault. Yeah. I mean he thought everything was right. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> what do you think the most important quality a town counselor can possess in order to be successful? Personally. Well, I think my. Myself, the door's always open, you know, and if I can't hear from you, I can't do my job right. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. So if you have a problem, call me, email me, do whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and... uh, and the other the other issues, you got to be out there on the forefront. You got to be, you know, you got to be up front in the community, know, right? In the community, yep. but you also the other thing that that I, I think makes a good um, town council is I have an hour ride to work right into in, Logan, yeah, into Logan, yeah, and probably forty five minutes of that I'm thinking of what what can I do for Franklin or what you know what's going on tonight, or, you know, so I have some some good times and you know you know so i think all the time i think the best and i've always said this is when you take information in about anything safe coalition whatever i've always said oh that that might work better for franklin you know so you got to start thinking of stuff like that right so i talked to my fellow co-workers that would say something's going on in easton or or canton or, or i just got one um is one of your co-workers now no, it's my wife, actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just uh, talked to a person that lives down in Wareham, mm-hmm. and they actually have trash compactors out into the uh, into the um, like the sports fields and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's really it, he's going to get me more information, so we wouldn't have uh, the barrels there 
as much as the trash compact is. They put them in there, they press sure. them, and it, it you know, it makes a ton of sense. Depending it, it, on like they're price not point small, you know, yeah, yeah, right. We got to figure out what the prices and sure. everything like that. But you know, we might not have to get them picked up as much if sure. they're trash compactors. Sure. So he was just telling me that he has that down with him. And I said, Jesus, you know, could you get me some more information about that? Because I might bring that to the town. So in all your <laughs> business dealings, your dealings during the day, you're yeah. what, you're thinking about the community. Yeah, that, when well. he said that, I yeah. said, geez, that, that sounds like a great idea. I yeah. said, are they as, you know, are they big? He goes, no, no, they look just like a barrel. And yeah. I'm like, but they compact everything down. I said, Jeez, that might be a good idea for Franklin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to remind everybody, we are speaking with Town Councilor Bob DeLorco. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast, chaptersradio.com. So who who are some of the people that you look up to in politics, Bob? Well, obviously, my city time was always, you know, always obviously the late, great Tommy Menino. Right. But, uh, in fact, you have a yeah. quote in one of your campaign uh, <laughs> when you were being interviewed yeah. uh, by Steve Sherlock. You yeah. talk about Tom, one of Tom's quotes about uh, yeah. seeing whether you can help somebody, and if you can't. Yeah. Just... Tommy always told me, he said, you know, if you ever get into this game, he says, people are going to come up to you and going to ask you, you know, for a favor. You know, some you can do, some you can't do. But remember, this person coming to you, this is the biggest thing that they have to offer. So you try your best to make sure that you get it done. I love <laughs> I love that. And, you know, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Tom once. I didn't know yeah. him, but I met him in a fundraiser. And that was my takeaway, was yeah. that every person in that room was just as important as the other yeah, one. He, he never he never looked down or, you know, this yeah. kid this kid doesn't live in Boston, so I'm not going to talk to him. No, he no, just no. was very, very authentic. Mm. Um, and I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Joe Moakley was another guy that... Uh, I always looked up to he was, you know, I mean, sometimes you could call Joe Moakley's office and he'd answer, not even a secretary. Mm -hmm. I've done that. You're kidding me. No, I said, oh, is Joe there? He goes, yeah, what's up? I go, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Bobby. He goes, it's Joe. I go, Joe. What, what are you doing? Yeah, the phone? You doing? Yeah. Don't yeah. you have somebody? Yeah, I met him through, uh, yeah. who is another great friend of mine, uh, and he's, he just re he resigned about a year ago, was... Uh, uh, Norfolk County Treasurer Joe Conley. Oh, sure. Who, uh, yeah. Joe's a great guy. Another old school that, you you know, he, he tried to help anybody that was walking down the street, you know. Everybody yeah. that you just described, those are the jobs they wanted. Mayor Menino didn't want to be anything other than no, mayor, right? No, no, no right? nothing on Joe Mugley didn't want to do anything but be a congressman and, you know. Right, and, and, but uh, that was their job. I, I, I remember seeing Jim McGovern. He's uh, another great uh, guy. Uh, right? Awesome. Standing with his yeah. sleeves rolled up in the heat one day. Yeah. It was one of those weird hot days in the fall. And he was outside uh, Franklin High School. And I walked up to him, and he kind of had that furrowed brow, but he's shaking everybody's hand. And I said, uh, Mr. McGovern, I said, what are you doing here? And he looked at me like I had five heads, and he said, what? I said, what are you doing here? You're uncontested. He said, it's my job. You are? I said, Mr. Terry, <laughs> nice to yeah. see you. And then I went. But yeah. I, I, I never forgot that. It's my job. In other words, he wasn't going to skirt the polls just because he was uncontested. He, his role was to be there and, as you said, be available to people. It, and that's something I know you've done. You and I have had cups of coffee many, oh, many times with some of your constituents yeah. Uh, yeah. around the opioid issue. I've had them with you asking right. you 
questions and for or for your input. Whatever we can do. Right. (laughs) Or for your input. It's really, really important, isn't it? But yeah. Jim McGovern just to you know, he he worked for Joe Moakley. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how I met him. I didn't know. I met him. Joe Conley used to be Joe Moakley's chief of staff. Mm -hmm. And Jim actually worked for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's when I first met Jim and then obviously when he ran out here I Mm -hmm. you know, we hooked up with him a little bit. But the other thing we've spoken about over time, Bob, you don't always vote with the field. You you evaluate each each issue mm. independently, without respect to the relationships you may have, whether yeah. it's a developer or something else. And you have to make some really unpopular decisions, don't yes, you? Yes, I made a couple of them, and you know, but uh, I feel it was the right thing for the town. You got you, you know, when you're sitting here, you have to remember something that you vote on might affect this town for ever. Mm. You, you know, really, mm. if you if you don't, and you know, with some issues that you know, I knew personal people that. I actually voted against. And and your phone rings, doesn't it? Yep. And they just, all oh, phone rings all the time. Yeah. What are you doing uh, to me, right? Yeah. What are you doing to me? You know, you know, our families go way back you right. know, and everything like that. But, you know, but again, you know, I, I sometimes I go down to the cemetery and I sit there and talk to my father and he tells me, you know, no, you're doing the right thing. You got to, you got to do what's right for the town. That's what I, uh, what I would have done. <laughs> it sounds easier than it is. And I, I can say that only because I've interviewed a number of counselors and they all come up with the same thing that they're, that they're trying to do the right thing that their conscience tells them to do number one and they avoid conflicts of in- interest yeah. like you. I mean, oh. talking to Glenn Jones, he has to double down and make sure there's no conflict. Mel yeah. Hamlin brought up the same thing. Yeah, I mean, she, you're all people that are looking awesome to avoid too, avoid man. the conflicts yeah. and or any appearance of mm-hmm. a conflict because mm-hmm. you have to be that independent voice. Right. You know? You know. And I have so much respect for that. And one of the great things about doing these programs has been meeting you guys and having these conversations and realizing that a lot of these preconceived notions that I used to, I'm back, I go back to the 80s and yeah, Franklin, right. and we always just, oh, it's the good old boys network. And, you know, it's so easy to talk cynically. Right. You know, right. and sometimes, you know what? It was. Oh, there's no doubt about <laughs> Historically, it. Historically, <laughs> right? Like I said, we have very good leaders. I mean, you know, and if I have an issue in, um, you know, I'll, I'll call Jeff every day. Jeff Roy every day, and you know, if he has an issue, that's the good thing. That's he'll have an issue. He'll say, "Hey, you're not voting for this tonight, are you?" And I go, "You know, I said, well, Jeff, you know, what do you think? You know, let's talk about it. Hey, let's talk about it. Yeah, and, and he's very smart, obviously. And but that goes back to some of your union skills, your ability to yeah. open your ears and listen, right, without prejudging, and then making an independent decision. Right. And you have to think of families too. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you, you could be, you know, really putting some families in you know hard times right you, you don't want to i don't want to do that i that's a, the last thing i want to do yeah kind of like <laughs> un, unintended consequences <laughs> right. of the vote right right yeah. right and, what and, about working with other counselors how important is it for you guys to get along oh well, it's very important you know um i assume getting yeah. along doesn't mean you don't have arguments <laughs> oh we all yeah you you always have differences yeah. sometimes i was yelling at you know somebody and you, but you you, you you know you you shake it off and you move on and you know they'll yell at me and you know, you know, you know, but you have to work together to 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 make everything work. You right. Know, you know what I mean. And for the most part, I you know everybody's you know everybody's great. Yeah. You know, uh, you know Debbie. You know everybody brings something different to the table, which is which I like about this. You know, the young. You know, you know some young kids are bringing different views on. You know, uh, Debbie's been in the town for. 
you know, she worked for the town for 30 years, 35 years, you know, whatever. So she brings that knowledge, you know. Uh, you know, Tommy's been involved in everything and building and everything for years. Mm-hmm. You know, so if there's a building issue, I might call Tommy and say, Tommy, can you can you can you get me up on this? You know, but again, they might call me and say, Hey, listen, we're voting on a union thing tonight. What do you think? Right. You know, so, the, so yeah, everybody yeah, brings yeah. a different skill set. That's what I'm and, saying. And, you know, and that's what makes it good. I, I, love, I love that, and I'm really impressed um, by. And I'm just going to pick a name here, but um, but actually, it's it's a well thought out pick. Mel Hamblin, she brings a fresh set of eyes yeah, to the she's council. Awesome. She's brand new. She, my yeah. my impression is she's she's confident enough and competent enough to know how to admit when she doesn't know something. You know, and absolutely. she wants to learn. Oh, more and, than But her anything. sleeves are rolled up and she's oh, ready she's to awesome. go. And she yeah. brings in this whole farming aspect, which right. I don't know about you, but I thought when I first heard it, what? But the more she talks about it, the more sense it makes. Yeah, the Agricultural Commission yeah. that we just... You know that's great for her. You know, I'm. I remember sitting next to a couple doors down. I go, "This is all you," because I have no idea what I'm doing. You know? It's been a while since Bob Delorco was on a tractor. <laughs> yeah, you know, but she's awesome, and she, you know, she's another one that will call me and you know pick my brain, and you know, and and I'll pick her brain. Yeah, and she's just. She's great. You know, it's a so. tes- testament to the rest of the council and yeah. you, Bob, that you um, welcome new voices to the table, oh, all voices to the table. Yeah. I just want to remind people we're speaking with Town Councilor Bob DeLorco. Bob has been on Town Council since 2010, longtime Franklin resident, coach, father. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast, Chapters Radio.com. Bob, in the few minutes we have left, mm. I just want to make a couple of observations and chat with you about it. I have to tell you, I was at Harvest Fest over the weekend. I was there the whole time. This town has never looked better. No, no. Uh, would you agree? I, I was up there, too, myself, and it's just so nice to walk around the center of the street and just look around and you say, you know, again, I sit around and I say, Jesus, you know, what what my, what would my dad do if he was walking down the street? He, he would be very, very proud, though, because, to see where Franklin came from when he was— a kid to now, exactly, you know? and uh, it's 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 amazing what it, you know. And I I was I was actually scared when Jeff told us we're going to go back to two way traffic because I remember two way traffic, <laughs> and uh, I remember yeah. my father parking up by the Dean Bank, and then you know the the two way traffic. But sure. um, that's another issue that turned out awesome, didn't it? Though I I was I was shocked. I can tell you Even the first the first time I first I went day on the, it was open. It was a little scary. Well. <laughs> It wasn't for me because I was pretty normal. Two weeks later, I came up and I went on the wrong side of the street. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Um, I'll tell you, Bob, I have the same feeling. And I I moved here in 1986. And I'm going to be honest. This may sound, uh, listen, Mm. you're just going to have to trust me in this one. I moved out here and I was fleeing Needham because Needham was so expensive. Right. And I kept going further and further west. I'd never heard of Franklin. I pulled into town, and I said, finally, a town I can afford, because the way the buildings looked and everything. Right. And I happen to like that. Yeah. But it just had an old feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. way it looks right now, I could have never dreamed in a million years. No. The bricks on the walkways, the lighting, everything yeah. else. Um, and that's 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 awesome for what we did, you know. Yeah. And I, and I have to give, you know, Jeff Nunning and Jamie... You know, they're, they're always on top of that stuff. Jamie right? Helen. Jamie Helen, yeah. yeah. He's and the assistant he, town administrator. And, for... and the stuff that, that uh, you know, that they bring to the table, you're like, wow, where'd you pick this stuff up? Yeah. You know, so I have learned a lot from Jeff and, and actually Jamie. And Jamie, 
um, has has done a great job as the assistant. He's another one. I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't call Jeff anymore. I call Jamie. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing. Um, I love working with Jamie yeah. and, and Jeff. Yeah. I, but I, I got to tell you, too. Jamie's yeah. a pleasure to work with. He couldn't mm-hmm. be more helpful to people that are volunteering or find right. themselves up at town hall and right. need direction. Um, Bob, what do you think the biggest challenge is for town council in the next couple of years? Budget's always budget, and you know, I, 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 I still think we have to look at our water situation. Mm. I'm a little scared about that. Uh, you know, putting a new treatment plan in, and I, I think, we, and obviously, we, I, we, we still have to look at the building. I think I, I don't want to go crazy with the building. Mm. You know, I know we need the revenue and everything like that, but at some point, I think we have to. What kind of influence you know, do you have on the building? Well, I mean. If people have their land. And you have the master plan. Yeah, in the master plan. I mean, people have their land, and you, you can't stop them from building, and I wouldn't want to. But um, I think we can tr- control it, you know, right. more, you know, with, um, you know, different zoning points and right. stuff like that, which I think is in the master plan. Right. And so. Um, and you guys yeah. set the tone for, right. for how you want the town to look. Right. And, right. and not only look aesthetically, but from revenues and everything right, else. Right. I mean, we're blessed to have Forge Park and all the industrial revenue. Right. We're, you know, and that way we can keep the taxes, you know, uh, you know, we can keep the tax rate down a little bit. I toyed with to, moving to Medfield. Yeah. Holy smokes. The right. tax bill was triple. Oh, yeah. Easy. Same assessment. Easy. Yeah. And that's what's good about this. You know, and if we, you know, everybody talks about having a dual tax rate, like for the commercial and, and, and residential, but it, it, I think it takes uh, commercial people out of here. If we, if we keep it the same same rate, because you know, if we lower ours and give them, you know, bring theirs up, I think we'll lose a lot of commercial. And I don't right. want to lose commercial. Right. I, I I want to keep people here. Yeah, I keep we're, we're lucky to have here. It. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And I think the T, the T issues. You know, I mean, obviously, thank God for Jeff. We we he he uh, he hooked up uh, with the general manager of the MBTA. Uh, the general manager of Keolis, and um, I think the assistant general manager of Keolis, who ac- actually lives in Franklin. Really? Yes, he yeah. lives in Franklin, and I I knew him f- uh, from before, mm-hmm. but um, we had a big meeting up at the library about you know because that's a big issue with the with the transportation in sure Boston. Is. Everybody, my son travels it's to why Boston. Why people now. move here? Because we right. got the train. But if if it's delayed all the time, right. I never realized how 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 often it was delayed. Right. Uh, I I think it's it has got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keolis has promised us a supervisor for our rail, so you know they're not calling in and wasting time mm-hmm. to get somebody to see where the problem is. Right. The super the supervisor should. So. I was talking to Jeff the other day, and it seems like that has changed a lot. So that's a big issue because it's a huge issue. Because, I don't know about you, Bob, but I, I don't commute into yeah. Boston anymore, and I know you've got to drive because of the nature of your job. Yeah. But um, for me, if I moved here or lived mm-hmm. here and had to commute into Boston every day, the first time I might be okay with it. Second, third, fourth time that I'm late for work because of undependable yeah. service, I'll go back to driving in. And that's what the problem is. That's why we uh, we have so so much traffic. Right. I, I said that to to them that night. I said pe- people just say it's the heck reliable. with it. I'm going to drive. Right. I mean, it's beautiful. You get into Boston, you get into South Station, or you get off at Back Bay. My son happens to get off at Back Bay, takes the Orange Line to to um, North Station, and walks r- right to work. 
comes home, reads a book, whatever, it, it's it's awesome. But if it's not working, if it's broke, we got to fix it. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's something professionally. Um, you work for Massport, and yeah. you're in charge of all non-winged vehicles at the airport. Is well, yeah, we 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 yeah we fixed uh, yeah we fixed all the vehicles over there, which is growing. Uh, crazy. Huge responsibility, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I mean, that, you you know about dependability, right? You know, yeah. and keeping things moving. Oh, well, we have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's especially for sure. in the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not kidding, Bob. I can't thank you enough oh, for your leadership, you, uh, for your yeah. your service on the town uh, council, for your service with the Safe Coalition, for everything you do for the community, and most importantly, for being a good friend. And, and thank you for being a good friend. It's uh, it's been an honor working with you on the on the Safe Coalition. You have done. More than I ever thought. In Gen Night too, you guys are just. We have a great it. group of people. We have a great group of Michelle Kelly from Rentham Courts. I mean, second to uh, none. Second, you know. I to, said to you, Bob, that the the biggest blessing, while the coalition work's been important, uh, and I'll bet you feel this way about town government too. It's the people we meet. It's right. the people every time that make all the difference in our lives. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bob, I want to thank you again for coming in. Really appreciate it, and greatly appreciate your service to our community. So, for my guest Bob DeLorco, my name's Jim Derrick saying thanks for listening to Chapters, and we'll see you next week.